self-evident podcast i didn't know i was going to introduce this week but apparently i am how are you guys we are back again back in studio live we chilling like uh like something in the fridge but we are here because we got a lot of topics to discuss because it's important to discuss these topics because they're necessary if you guys remember last week's episode we were talking about how marxism uh basically infiltrated and indoctrinated education and so but what happens when we start to see <laughs> i was just watching myself on the screen that was funny because no, <laughs> it was his turn to do it and they pointed to me for some reason. So you know how it is, right? It's one a live of, show. One of these days. It's we'll a get live it all show. Ironed out. Yeah, it's it'll a live be a beautiful live show. Yeah, it'll whatever. Make me not. feel foolish. You know what? You have fun watching us because you never know what'll happen. That's well, exactly why people exactly watch. Exactly why we do this. Actually, not because of any of the information. It's purely to see, well, what are Mike and Massey going to screw up this week? That's Just right. you wait. <laughs> That's it's <right>. a surprise. <laughs> That's right. We're going to do something crazy. Apparently, we have too long of an intro. If you guys can agree with that, type yes, I agree. Uh, so we're changing things quickly here, really, really quickly. What about but no if they don't agree? Don't type anything. So <laughs> <laughs> Biased polling. <laughs> right, 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 right. You guys sound familiar, right? Uh, so anyways, we got a lot going on. Uh, apparently, in, our, in Martin County, the mask mandate stopped today. Yeah, they decided which is, to go. Yeah, it's like, there. you know what? It's after 30 days, all that stuff. Some of our supporters went to different stores. and We went to the mall today with no mask. You should have seen yeah. the looks. Like, <laughs> Actually, Champ Sports or whatever, one of the stores, finish line, it was, kicked my wife up because she didn't have a mask on. She's like, I have an exemption. He goes, we don't, we don't do that. He didn't even know what she meant by that. I was like, okay. We don't serve your kind around here is basically what he was saying. You know, you don't wear a mask. Well, you're not good enough around here. Which is absolutely asinine. But, like, still, either way, um, you know, we're, we're seeing things change quickly. And uh, we have a lot to discuss. Right now, we're mm-hmm. going to be talking about the indoctrinated family. But before that, we have a lot of things to talk about at the beginning. Yeah. And one, one of the things I really wanted to talk about before we start, Mike, is one of the things that happened through this whole pandemic was people are now focused on the local elections, which is so important. We were so focused on what the president is doing or who's going to be the next president, who's going to be this or that. But now we're like, holy smokes, man, we need to figure out our governors, our city councils, our county councils, all these things. And that's important, right? Yeah. And it's something we've been harping on for a while now um, is getting involved in the local elections, getting involved in who your local leaders are, because you have to start small and, Excuse me. It's nice to see that people are starting to get active in their local communities because guess what? That community is the totally. most direct reaction to, totally, totally. to your life. It, totally. The most ingrained in your life. And so to see people start moving forward on that and to see things starting to change, you got to take hope from that. 100%. You know, you're going to hear on the news all the time to just basically give up hope like it's it's over for you just give up and you can't you cannot give up you've got to have hope that things can change you've got to have hope that people can actually step up and make change and what we're seeing now is people are actually starting to do that and don't take your foot off the gas go harder now start being more active start getting more involved in the local elections start getting more involved in your school boards and and have discussions among your church have discussions among your friends and your neighbors of you know we don't agree with this so what can we do to change this uh, i have a feeling that mm-hmm. allowing the mass stuff to go away in martin county was a direct result of people saying 
we're not going to do this. Mm. This is this is crazy. This is asinine yeah. to do this. Hundred percent. And I think, hey, look, Brian Moriarty's like John Snyder for state rep. We got, well, you know, one of the things that we're starting to see more and more of is people are actually waking up. And I was talking to someone today, one of our dear friends and supporters. You know, she's down in Palm Beach County. Yeah. And one of the things I kept saying to her was, you know, I I, I hear I hear what people are saying. We need revival. We need revival. And I'm like, it's already happening. It's happening right now. Do you know why? Because evil's being exposed. Yeah. That's how you know God is moving. He's answering our prayers. And so, like, right now, I don't know a pulpit out there right now that's not preaching Second Chronicles 7.14, right? Churches are repenting. People are waking up. That's important. The only thing now is we're waiting to see God do something for us. Well, we can do ourselves through his power. Right. I think we're waiting for the silver bullet to happen. And it's not going to happen that way. That's and I'm glad you pointed that out, because that's what a lot of people end up doing is they say, well, God's got to solve this. I have to rely on God. Absolutely. You have to rely yeah, on God. Course. But absolutely. Faith without works is dead. Mm. So if you have the faith, but there is no action, there is no movement, there is no uh, moving forward or using your voice. What good are you really doing? A absolutely, you, man. And. The beautiful thing is as people are waking up, more people are recognizing the contrast between what's going yep. on around them and Come the on. people who are waking up or the, the solid, mature Christians, right? There's just a solid foundation. And I was having a conversation with a couple of people uh, the other night about the whole church closing thing. And one of the things I have noticed is people around me have recognized our church in a better light now because yeah. of what we stood for. Now, that's that's not to say other churches are bad, y right? Yeah. But, but you notice the contrast then of a church that is living out their faith and their beliefs 100%. and their values and not acquiescing to government edict or, or government control just yes. because the government says it. Th okay, and, yeah. and let's, let's go with that point for a second. Let's think about this. I get this all the time, all the time. Like... Why are you being rebellious like this? Yeah. I'm not. They are. <laughs> They're the ones trying to destroy my liberty. They're supposed to protect it, not get rid of it because of safety. You know what I mean? That is not your job. Yep. That's my job. He gave me my body to, for, for health care. Now, for those of you that are going to debate abortion on this, he didn't give you the right to kill a baby. Let alone it's not technically your body. Exactly. That you're so acting upon. You, you don't even use that. You can't even use that. It's not the same thing. What I'm talking about is... I choose to go to the doctor when I need to go to the doctor. I choose to put if I want a vaccination or not. I choose for the certain types of health care that gets me better, right? Um, some people go to the doctors to get injections of vitamins. I choose to take a multivitamin. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's up to me, not you. So, um, again, you're not the one being rebellious if you're standing against government edicts. And I mean edicts because this is tyrannical. You're not the one being rebellious. They are because they're taking away your rights from God. It, so Actually, that's a great segue to get into our yes. first article. I love it, Massey. Uh, let's go ahead and put up slide one. So we have an L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti. He threatens mm. shutting off water to properties <laughs> that have large parties or gatherings. Now, notice what he said. Uh, a lot of news agencies, what they're saying is he's shutting down large parties at houses. That's not what he said. And he was very specific in the word he chose. He yeah. said properties. Unbelievable. He said, starting on Friday night, if LAPD responds and verifies that a large gathering is occurring at a property and we see these properties offending time and time again, they will provide notice and initiate the process to request the DWP shut off service within the next 48 hours. Look at that. The rule was to target 
people determined to break the rules posing significant public dangers and a threat to all of us. You know what's going on in California right now? Churches are getting gone after. They're going after churches right now. And what they're saying is you're posing a strong health risk, so therefore you aren't allowed to be open. You're not allowed to have Bible studies. This is what we're talking about. Is 100%. This is completely, completely contrary to not only the First Amendment, which it is. It's completely contrary to the First Amendment, which is the supreme law of the land. There's no state that can contradict the First Amendment. Nope. Also, it's contradicting God's law. So if you're not going to stand up for the Constitution, you have to at least stand up for God's law. Now, you can tell me, well, we can still meet online and we can worship through Zoom. It ain't the same thing. It's not the same thing. I mean... Here, let me let me let me break that down before people get upset and frustrated. I'm not saying if you're at home that you're wrong or in fear, anything like that. Here's what I am saying, and, and I've said this before. And if you're new to the to the podcast, uh, please like and share because we got a lot of information to throw out there. Anybody who's watching right now, like the video, share it because the more views uh, it gets, the more exposure it gets. Yeah. That's all we want is for people to get this. Look, we don't do self promotion, man. We're just doing what we do because we love you. We love the people and. I'm sorry, but ignorance can't rule anymore. We can't tolerate ignorance anymore because it's destroying the nation. We have to have wisdom. Hundred percent. Can I can I give you guys a tidbit uh, before I get into this? Hosea four six. My people are destroyed because they lack knowledge. I looked up the word destroyed in the Hebrew. One of the definitions means silenced. My people are silenced because they lack knowledge. That's scary, guys. I don't. You should not be silent. Matter of fact, God gave you a command to preach the gospel and set captives free. That wasn't a suggestion. Most people are like, well, I don't feel like it. He never said, go into all the world and preach the gospel when you feel like it, when it's convenient. Yeah. You go because you love God and you love souls. Look what he did for you. Go give it to them. That's why we do this. That's why we preach the gospel, right? And I want this to come out correctly, so I may have to clean this mess up after I say this. But if you are more concerned about Ooh, the government go. telling you here we go. to not sing or not speak, the name of Jesus, then you are about speaking the name of Jesus and about singing Dude. to the Lord. Who are you actually worshiping? Exactly. I, where's 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 the heart? Where's where's your heart and where are you submitting? A it's, lot of times we play a lot of compromise with ourselves and we decide, well, but I feel this way, but I have to do this. You, what you're actually doing is you're committing a a an attack on your own character. Follow me here. You're attacking your own character because your character says, I need to value the Lord above all else, which is true. That's completely right. But then what we end up doing is we compromise that and we find a good excuse or reason as to why not to uphold our character by upholding the values Dude, that we hold. Come on. You are weakening your character when you do not stand on 100%. the values that you have. 100%. Listen, guys, when you get up to the pearly gates, it doesn't matter anymore what man thought of you. It doesn't. Are you going to be told by the Lord, well done, the good and faithful servant? That's what. That's all that matters in the end. It matters what he thinks of you, what he's put in your heart. What? And, and I know this sounds harsh. We're not trying to do that. What we're saying is, you know, the times are a calling for people to stand now. Yeah. We don't have a choice anymore to sit silent. And I've had this before many times. Dude, it's just a mask. Would you just shut your mouth? It's only two more days till the mandate's over. Come on, man. 
at what point does this go so far where we're like, well, I mean, I hope it, until it hits you personally. Mm-hmm. That's is, when it changes. Isn't it funny? And that's, dude, it's too late isn't, at that point. Isn't it funny? Even in California, they're saying, well, a short lockdown. It'll just be a short lockdown. Churches can't meet for a short time. We just have to give COVID under control. We're what? Six months into this Seriously? thing? Seven months into this thing? Churches are still locked down. When does it become too long? When do the churches actually say, you know what? You didn't represent yourself honestly with us. Dude, and look what we're saying. The governor thinks he has the authority to shut down power and water to gather for families that gather for food. Are you crazy? Who gave them that? Who gave the mayor that authority in L.A.? Yeah. Where does he have that in any of his power, any charter? Here, before the Lord, where does he have that authority? Like, who gave you that? Was there, like, some meeting that all the people in L.A. had? Yeah, we'll just give the mayor arbitrary power. He can do whatever he wants. I promise you he didn't. And you know what? People are leaving California in droves right now. Yeah, they are. They are. Because you can't do that. You can't sustain that. People hate tyranny, dude. Even liberals. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why That's why they fight so hard for what they believe. They feel like they're being oppressed. Yeah, now New York is even begging for the rich to come back. Oh, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe we squeezed our cash cow a little too hard. Right, and, and this is, if we can go back into this, if we don't stand, who's going to stand for you? Who? We've proven that this isn't about Republicans and Democrats. Listen, guys, I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to step on toes, and that's okay. I'm just letting you know I'm going to. People said President Trump pulled 60 million from Planned Parenthood, but through the last stimulus bill, they got 85 million. I'm not saying it was him. I'm saying this is politics. This should be about civics and religion, not politics and religion. This should be about Christ Ooh, and civics. And my friend Mark J. Petzl said that. When he said that, I'm like, I gotta use that's that. That's good. Right? And you should get hit, you should get on his Facebook, Mark Petzl. He does live videos a lot. He's from Michigan. Dude, I'm serious. If we don't stand, who's going to? Listen, you may think this is antithetical to the gospel. Why aren't you preaching the gospel? I am. When people start to receive and you open their heart, you can preach the gospel to them. If they're closed off because they don't understand where you're coming from, you don't have a chance to speak to them. But if you don't stand for them, how are they going to know the power of God? And all they need is courage, dude. And it's not just one facet of preaching the gospel to the unsaved. We're also here to raise up disciples, right? As a ministry, our job is to raise up disciples. And guess what? We're speaking to the believers in the crowd that are saying, well, my church can stay closed a little while longer. I want people to be safe. I can understand that. That's, that's, that's I prudence. Can understand I understand that. that. What, what I need you to realize, though, is they will take and take and take from you. At some point, they will continue this process. They will not come back to you and say, okay, churches, we want you to worship again. We want you to go ahead and praise the Lord again. We want you to sing. We want you to, <laughs> to get back Think in the this. buildings. They're still telling you, well, 50% capacity. What, 25% capacity? Well, no more than 10. You want to know why? Because it's not just a physical war. It is a spiritual war. It is. You are under spiritual attack. I know that sounds crazy like Christian extremists, but think about it. If you believe in the spiritual realm, if you believe in God, 
and you believe that there is spiritual truth in this world, then you have to believe that there is also spiritual warfare. There is also an enemy who is trying to take down what God is doing. Do you think he won't use every means at his disposal to stop the worship of God? Come on, dude. You have to put it in a logical perspective. That will happen, and it is. So what do we do on this, right? The question is, what do we, what do? We what do? are we going to do? You what have to do? get active. You have to determine you sure do, what man. your community needs. And you know what? Continue to meet. Shut off our water. Nuts to you. <laughs> Shut off our power. Nuts to you. It, it's Take our building. Nuts to you. Arrest us. Nuts to you. We will not and cannot concede the meeting of the brethren. Meet where you need to meet. If they're going to shut off your power, find a different building. If they're going to shut off your water, who cares? Use the water next door. If they're going to take your building from you, meet on the beach like they're doing. You don't have to have a building in order to meet, but you have to show them, just like Paul walking back into the city after getting stoned and almost dead, you have to walk back into the city and show them we're not going anywhere. We're not going to give in to you trying to suppress us. Well, just just to add to that, Janet uh, Berkey, uh, I think she's from South Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. She said, "Sad people that are people are leaving California instead of staying and fighting." It's true, you know, and, and I understand there's kind of two sides to that coin. I'm willing to stand and fight. Uh, for, for, for the state, Absolutely. you know, for, for, for that despotic area, though, let's be honest here. It's crazy. There, nobody's listening uh, over there. It seems like they're just arbitrarily, again, making law out of thin hair yeah. and just like, you know, and again, why are you waiting for permission to go back to church? Who crazy, gave you, huh? who, who gave you your authority? Who gave you your anointing? Who told you to be a pastor? Not the governor. God did. Who twisted your thinking so much that you have to have permission to teach the word of the Lord? Mm-hmm. Well, I can do Zoom. You can't truly meet with the brethren. You can't. You, you can't okay. become one body okay. online. How do we address then, Mike, this question? You don't care about people. You're going to put them in danger. How do we address that as Christians? I mean, have you prayed for people? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, th I know that's on, blunt. Come on, somebody! That's blunt, but do you, do you actually believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, the authority on, of the Holy, Holy Spirit, right? Give me an Amen! Do you Type actually it. believe that there is something you can do in the physical realm through the authority that you've been given by Jesus Christ? That's the question. Dude. If you don't believe in that authority at all, you are going to have a very boring and very weak walk. Truth. I'm sorry, but it's true. This is the problem with, again, let me ask you, those, those who push fear, again, we, we must, I'm not even going to ask, I'm just going to make a statement. I don't have a choice but to believe scripture. Mm-hmm. And what does scripture say about lay on the hands, go to the churches, go to the elders, let them uh, anoint you with holy oil and pray for you. I mean, there's, there's scripture like this all the time. You know, I, we have that same God today that heals, that yeah. saves, that nurtures, that grows up, that has the Holy Spirit within me. I, if Listen, the world's not going to stop because of a pandemic in God's no. eyes. No. Matter of fact, he's just waiting for us to continue to stand and go lay hands on people. And, now, and, be, and be real about our faith. Legit. Now is the time to be tested. Now is the time to step out, right? And it's crazy to say that, dude, because it's scary. Let's be honest here. According to the flesh, I, it's scary to stand on God's word sometimes. When you're, when you, let's be honest here, most of you listening, standing you're alone. You're standing alone sometimes. You feel like every Christian is against you or the world is like, you don't care about people, you and your God. Yeah. You feel alone. Well, dude, you're in great company. Jesus went through the same thing. Who followed him to the cross? Not, his disciples didn't. Betrayed by Judas. And the ones who killed him were the ones 
that were preaching him and they didn't even yeah. know it was him. You're in good company. The bottom line is, is if you're going to stand on your conscience, God will not leave you hanging. He can't. He's going to be with you every step of the way. Like, why is it we won't fight here, but we'll allow people as missionaries to go to foreign countries in Muslim nations Ooh. or other nations that hate Christianity? We'll say, God bless you. We'll pray for you. As a matter of fact, we'll financially support you. But when you're standing here to believe in the healer and I'm wrong, what are they doing over there? The same thing I'm trying to stand for here. And let me let me ask you this, and, and I know we've got to get into our main topic, but I've, I've got to ask this I know question. I'm going off. I'm no, sorry. No, 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 no. It, it, this is exactly where we need to be, I think. Um, I want to ask this question. I mean this honestly. You're worried about COVID coming through your church. My question to you is, are you more concerned about the physical status of the body or the spiritual status Come on. of the person? Are you willing to sacrifice your own physical well-being in order to ensure that the spiritual status of a person is sealed Truth. for the Lord. The, the, so, little story time. AOC recently said that a statue of a saint was, was showing white supremacy and, and needed to be taken down. You want to know who this saint was i can't think of his name offhand but he was a saint in hawaii he was in charge of a leper colony he went to that leper colony and was preaching the gospel to them and taking care of them he was doing what nobody else would do was connecting Unreal, with them real knowing that he could catch leprosy well guess what it was about eight years later he got up to preach his sermon and instead of saying like you he said, like us, because he had contracted leprosy. He died in Hawaii. When he was called there, he knew full well he was going to die in Hawaii. And he died because he wanted to save lepers. He gave up his physical being Come on, for their spiritual health. Dude. Are you willing to do that? So when people say, what about other people's lives? I care more about their spiritual well-being. You know what? If they get saved and die the next day, they are still better off than living 30 years and never getting saved. There is a difference. We have to put things in perspective. Which is more important day to day, your physical or your spiritual? Physical is important. Don't get me wrong. But spiritual is vital guys it's vital and we have to start seeing things spiritually before we see them in the physical realm You got anything to add to that? I mean, here, Paul, Paul said, Paul told, I believe it was the church of Ephesus. He told several churches this. When I was in my bonds, you were strengthened. Yeah. What, it was Corinthians, actually. When I was in jail, persecuted, all these things, you were, your faith was strengthened. Yeah. You know what that means? That people are just looking for courage. They're they, just looking for you to take a stand. They're looking to say, man, that dude did that. I can do that, too. That's exactly what this means. 
No, we're no better than any. Like seriously, nobody's better than anybody. Yeah. Right. And it's not that I believe in my God and you should too. It's not that. I just can't stand this. Well, we'll just wait on the Lord to move. He's he's got it. He's pointing the finger <laughs> to me to move. He'll meet me there when I move. He'll meet yeah. me at the cross. He'll meet me when I die to myself. That's the whole point. His strength is made perfect in my weakness. weakness. When I'm weak, he's strong. I got nothing to give the Lord. Nothing except this. Present your bodies a living sacrifice unto God, which is your reasonable service, the Bible says. It's acceptable service. Just present yourself to do that. Just take him at his word. You can do this. And I know this sounds like a broken record. I say this a lot. But seriously, you can do this. Yeah. You can. And, and people need need somebody to step forward in order to know that they can. And Kristen, we were talking about this earlier today. And what I said to her, she, she was talking about, you know, to make a choice or not make a choice. And what I said to her was sometimes people need somebody else to do it in order to know that they can. They need somebody to follow. They need somebody to, to give them permission, basically, of, look, you can do this. What we're saying is you can do this. We're stepping forward. You can too. We're going to continue to step forward as much as possible in order to be able to show you that you can step forward too. You can stand on your values. You can become active. You can become vocal about how you feel about something. You can be vocal about what the Lord has placed on you in life. Yeah. Do not be silent. Don't be afraid. That. Don't be afraid. Um, Elizabeth just said this because we're too prideful. I mean, listen to the statement. We're too prideful to admit we have the same problems here as overseas. We think because we have money and status that we also should have spiritual status. Dude, that is can, so good, man. Can you please, please, and, and you know what she's alluding to? The letter to the church of Laodicea. Yeah, oh, my gosh, dude. You think you are healthy. Yeah. You think that it's okay. We're doing well. It's one thing you lack. I mean, it's just, there's a, it's all over the place, and it's that's not a that's not a judgment. It's not a judgmental thing to say, right? That's just honest and truth. He doesn't want you to reap yeah. what you sow. It's a conviction in, in, of hope. Oh, come on, you know. <laughs> and and it's it's it here here's where we're at in in in, a, in America in a lot of ways in a lot of ways. Um, it's not that I'm mad that people don't act. That's not where I'm. I'm not mm -hmm. at all. As a matter of fact, I have a lot of compassion. I think because people have become ignorant and a lot yeah. of people are waking up too. So like by the end of this, you'll feel some hope. Right. But the bottom line is, dude, we have a lot to preach. Yeah. And the bottom line, what does what the Bible say in Romans? What says, how they, how will they hear without a preacher? How are they going to know if we're not out there saying something? Mm -hmm. We have to be now this, there's a difference between this and like arguing with people on Facebook, man. Some people with no influence, get rid of it. You don't go to the city councils, go to people of influence, sit down with them, show them you care, open up a coffee discussion, love them in the yeah. truth. That's what you need to do. Forget trying to debate. Listen, a lot of people on Facebook will hate you. Good. They're, they're sitting behind their, their computers. Let's get rid of that stuff. Let's go to people that matter. Yeah. Let's go voice to the places that matter, that are decision makers. Absolutely. So I... I hope that's encouraging to you guys because that's how we mean it is is an encouragement of you have permission to be what the Lord has called you to be. Yeah, totally. You have permission totally. to move on your conviction. Totally. You have totally. permission to move forward in your purpose. I am giving you permission. Do not let the world tell you 
what your purpose should be or what your calling should be or yeah. how quiet or loud yeah. you're allowed to be. Yeah. And it's only going to get worse. That's not a, a statement of futile nature. That's not a statement of hopelessness or pessimism. It's just the course of the world, right? In the last days, this stuff is going to happen. Yeah, perilous times to, will come. Yeah, you need to you need to be strong. You need to be refined now. Now is <laughs> the time to get refined because later on, if you're not refined, you're going to crack. You're going to splinter. You're going to fall apart. You'll be brittle because you will not have practiced and become responsible in the small things so okay. that you can be responsible in the large things. Listen to this. This is uh, 2 Timothy 3. This also know in the last days, perilous, trying, uh, hard times are coming for men shall be lovers of their own selves. Mm-hmm. Think of, uh, not just, not just selfish ambition. It's think about this. Yeah. Come on. You love yourself more than the Lord. Oof. That's what he's pointing. <laughs> oh, man. Towards. So what does it look that's, like? That's to, harsh, man. To love yourself more than the Lord. That's you know crazy. what? It's convicting for all of us. It us is included dude. because how much do we love of ourselves more than the Lord. Oh How much gosh. have we held ourselves back that the Lord has told us to do, but we love ourselves too much instead of loving him. Yeah. That's what it's talking about. It's not just talking about, Hey, they're selfish and greedy and those big mm-hmm. corporate fat cats. They are talking about you and me and me and him and Kristen and everybody on the face of the earth. They have that part in them that loves themselves more than the Lord. Mm. Because it says they'll be lovers of their own selves, covetous, desiring things that aren't theirs, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. In other words, they'll use their affections, uh, homosexuality, all those things. Truce breakers. Politics. That's the, dude, literal truce breakers. Well, when we get in there, you'll see, we'll change it now, right? False accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. I'm reading King James. I can yeah. probably get no, a better version beautiful. than that. But um, it's it's it, the more I read this, uh, for uh, it says this. Uh, uh, where is this? Where is it? But thou hast fully known. He says, but you fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long suffering, charity, patience, in my persecutions, in my afflictions, which came unto me in Antioch and Iconium, Lystra. Uh, what persecutions I went through, but out of them all, the Lord delivered me. So he's saying, look, I went through all this. You know exactly what my history is. You know what I've been through. You know what kind of life I live. You know what kind of doctrine I preach. And I went through all this and God delivered me out of it. All, all of it. Mm-hmm. Now, if we're not, he, Paul was the guy that said, follow me as I follow Christ. Emulate me as I emulate Christ. Here's giving you his examples of what he went through. How many of us could talk about our persecutions, our afflictions, Right. Uh, uh, you know, long suffering, charity, patience, purpose of life, faith. I mean, listen to that. Like this again is convicting for me, not for anybody else for me. And I think that's where we have to be is, am I willing to walk out with the Lord? What's important that the world may hate me. Shoot. My family's going to hate me too. Mm. You know, they're going to come against you. This isn't about mask mandates or anything like that. This is legit about the gospel. Because it's getting harder and harder to preach now because they're literally hating God in the media. Can you believe those churches gave people the virus? <laughs> they're turning this on churches, you guys. They're- the place that heals people. They're turning it on you now. 
and making you afraid so that it, that it, it doesn't happen in your church so you don't get talked bad about. What? Not not Walmart, right? And that's that's the scary part here is we don't see that. Go ahead. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right because if you ever notice, if a church has an outbreak, that's all over the news. And it, it, I'm not not trying to just sling that proverbial conservative mud, right? But you have to look at the evidence at the fruit of the tree, right? Bad trees make bad fruit. Good trees make good fruit. Think about the mud that's being slung. A church, if it has a big outbreak, that's on the news. Have you heard about a, an outbreak that was centered back to Walmart or was centered back to Home Depot or was centered back to this or that or the other thing? Not really. But everybody talks. If a church stays open, they're going to cause mass coronavirus explosion, right? Yeah. Yeah, the, and they're, they're blending crazy, the church dude. in with the spring break parties and the big mass parties. Why? Because they want you to think, oh, these people just don't care about anybody else. That there, there's a a commonality that they try to draw on those. Yeah, totally. And you have to decide of whether you're going to worry about what man says or what God says. Are you going to decide? Well, I don't want man to think. I don't love people because I know God tells me to love people. So therefore we're, we're going to keep our doors closed and we're going to just submit to everything that we're told. Think about that. Are you more concerned about your image of loving people or actually loving people in the way that God's called you to Jeez, love people? Dude, there's, there, you know, I, I think too, Don Davidson, uh, you're right. Uh, he, you're right. We did talk about that earlier in the podcast, Don. Um, if you go back and watch it, we talked about, yeah, individual repentance is good, but he, he said God called the whole nation of Israel, which we talked about. Second Corinthians, I don't know, pulpit right now, it's not preaching yeah. some kind of thing on Second Corinthians, or I'm sorry, Second Chronicles 7.14. So yeah, we, we do need to repent as a nation, but we have repented as a nation. I've seen so many people and pulpits preach this, and people are le legit on their knees. That's why you're seeing revivals break out in California, mm -hmm. on the coasts and things like that. So it is happening, right? But what we want, again, is the silver bullet from the Lord. It ain't going to happen. I just don't see that happening, right? Unless he comes back. But I don't see that happening. I think he legit wants to raise us up for war. Uh, ooh, that's good. And we have to remember that revivals rise and then they, they kind of peter out and die. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I think it's we've got to be careful not to keep our eyes on the explosive miracles and say that's what's going to sustain us instead of being a a big ball of fire that goes up and then it disintegrates yeah. you need to be yeah. a hot burning coal and Matthew, yeah. we've talked about that a lot like people will chase after spiritual experiences and i think revival as as a group or as a nation or as a community we can get our eyes unfocused and start looking well we need dude. revival and that's what will save us we need revival but first, we have to be extremely hot burning coals in order to be able to spark yeah. that explosion. Amen. And we, I like that. we can't just let the explosion happen and then let it peter out. Yeah. You have to be ready to continue that burning across the nation, right? Yeah. And if you're not ready to accept that, it's going to peter out and die. 100%. So you yourself have to be ready as a hot burning coal to light others on fire. You have to be out there lighting other people on fire. You have to be moving forward. You have to be doing what you're doing. Don't wait for the revival. God will send the revival. God's the one we, who, who concerns himself with that. We pray for it, but what are we doing? Are we, 
And yeah. I don't mean this as an insult, but I mean this just as an analogy. Are you sitting on the couch praying for the revival or are you out in the streets reaching out while praying for the revival? Yeah, I, th- it's, it's always active, right? Prayer is always active. Yeah. It has legs. Um, and that's the best prayers to pray is that it has legs. And, you know, here we are walking into this thing as best we can, trying to teach people what to do and be effective at what they do, uh, mm-hmm. just, just from personal experience. Like, you know, there's a lot to, to, to cover here on the next uh, few slides. We've got a ton of stuff here to go, to go through. I was going to say we, we might as well pass the other news items. Um, let's get into the family stuff. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I <laughs> we, mean, because we, we, we kind of went all over the place, yeah. but it was good. It was we, really good. It, as you can tell, we both felt that we needed to preach on this thing. Um, and so take away from that, like, sometimes we'll that you just have week. to preach. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put we'll the other that. two news items in there next week. That stuff's not going away. That stuff's it's, yep. it's going to stay there. Yep. So we're getting into the topic. Yeah, We'll Marxism. see how far we get. We may do a second part. We'll see. But Marxism and the family. The reason this is so important, you've noticed we've been doing a Marxism series. The reason this is so important for us to do a Marxism series is because there's so much to it. You have to remember that Marxism is not just everybody stands up and says, I'm a Marxist. It's a a subversive ideology yep. that is has its tentacles in a lot of different areas. And if you don't recognize the source or where it's coming from, you don't know how to react to it. Yeah, totally do. You just think, well, this is part of the flow. So we've been doing this series and taking down the different pillars that Marxism is going after. And I actually have a quote, and, and we'll use this quote later in it, but I think I need to use it now. Go for it. Um, Marx, oh, where is it? Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Marx stated, religion, family, state, law, morality, science, art, etc. Notice all the things he named. Are only particular modes of production and come under its general law. Right? They're, they're just pieces that push production. The positive supersession of pri- private property as the appropriation of human life is therefore the positive supersession of all alienation, and therefore the return of people out of religion, family, state, etc., into his human, i.e., social existence. What he's saying is if you get people out of religion, family, state, law, morality, science, art, they'll stop doing private property. They'll stop, stop being beholden to capitalism. They'll end up becoming communal, a.k.a. communists. What he's saying is you've got to get rid of all these pillars then you'll become part of the communist philosophy. 100%, man. So you, the reason we're doing this whole discussion is we've got to attack all yep, these yep, pillars. Yep. So I don't, I don't know if you want to flow mm. in the first part or you want me to roll with I it. Think, I, yeah, let me, let, let's go right into it. Okay. We're talking about Marxism and the family. What happens when a family becomes indoctrinated? Last week we talked about what happens when schools become indoctrinated, what happens in a government or a nation when it's become... But now let's talk about... So then they get taught in schools or colleges or whatever, and then they come home... And those kids are raising other kids. So this is progression. This was all agenda driven, like what's going on right now. And they knew that. Right. What what does the foundational philosophy of Marxism say about the nuclear family? Like, in other words, what does Marxism want with the family? It is the greatest thing to, to, to interfere in. Mm-hmm. because it's the strongest thing we have aside oh, from the church, good. right? So if we can somehow infiltrate to dads and look, this is going to sound terrible, but like, let's just piece this together a little bit. Men are men. God calls you to lead your family and your house. You're the man, right? 
unless you say, hey, she's got a better job. I'm going to stay home, whatever, right? You are the spiritual head of the household, man. That's just how it is. That's what God ordained, okay? He ordained that to happen. You lead. What happens when a nation starts to attack men and say feminism? What happens when now you're on the hot seat because you're just saying, hey, I want to spiritually lead my family, but your wife's been taught over the years in, in many different ways through education, TV, whatever, college, university. I ain't submitting to that. Instead of following the word of God. So what happens is there's two separate agendas going on in the family. And in order to keep the peace, you won't even argue with your wife, which a lot of us husbands know. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You're right. I'll just shut up. Whatever. I get that. Right. But what happens is if the man or what God ordained is not the spiritual head of the house, what happens? It falls on someone else. Mm -hmm. But you're the one mandated for that. And then we have men who are not teaching younger men how to be men, how to treat their women properly, how to make sure that they feel loved and protected and comforted and all these things, how to trust your God. So it's funny because I just saw a, a, a thing earlier today. We say we love God, but we hate the truth. Seriously. That's so true. We, we love God. We love everything with him. But then when the truth comes, it's, it's really tough to receive. Right. And what happens is if you break down the family, Marxists argue that the nuclear family performs ideological functions for capitalism. Yes, it's supposed <laughs> to because it's individual. Right. Yeah. Then that individual goes and helps the collective from his own benevolence. Marxism teaches the complete opposite. I'm going to force you into collectivism. I'm going to force you to give your means of production. I'm going to force you. You know what? I'm going to force your family to do what I say. And what I dictate in your selfish desires. And you know what? We don't even need to get married anymore. How about that? You can live with each other first for 10 years. Then you get married. Oh, and then say the Lord brought us together 10 years ago. The yeah. whole time. Right? I'm saying if you're not repentant. Right? Well, the Lord kept us together for 10 years without getting married. It is what it is. Oh, I got pregnant before marriage. God is good. Seriously. That's what happens when we don't know the word of God and when we allow sin to run rampant in the, in the streets. It's what happens, man, when we can't even confront scripturally anymore, when we can't say the truth anymore. Look, what I'm preaching to you, I fear sometimes when people have to come to me with the truth. What am I doing wrong? You know, and it's not even what I, what, I, I never ask the Lord, what am I doing wrong? Lord, I just want to be close to you. What do I got to get rid of? Yeah. What's in my heart that's stopping me from being a better husband, a better father, a better citizen? Right, a better pastor, a better preacher, a more studious man, because that's what we need in America. And the question is, are you actually willing to hear the response? Dude. I think a lot of times people pray that prayer and they're not willing to hear the truth on it. It is almost like they say the prayer and quick shut off their spiritual ears because they don't want to hear what God's actually gonna say about it. So I don't know who that's talking to. You know but think about it. It was a broad mm -hmm. brush. I'm just yeah. saying like how we allow sin to enter into the family when it's supposed to be a holy covenant, yeah. right? We just say, eh, whatever. We'll let the TV run our kids. We'll let Disney run them. Because you know how Disney is nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. we'll, let, we'll just let the TV set run them. Matter of fact, you know what? It's good for the kids to know different things. So we'll let them explore video games. We'll let them explore. Listen, those things aren't bad. I'm talking about if you watch, I'm not saying all that's bad. But if you allow that to dictate how your children are learning, ooh. Because guess what? This is, wow, this is, <laughs> it's hard because I, I feel this stuff and I'm like, I gotta, I don't want to like, I'm not trying to reword it so it sounds better. I just don't want to say something that I'm, I haven't thought through yet. Okay. If you're not going to raise your kid, I promise you Satan will. <laughs> if you're not willing to take on the spiritual mantle Ooh. of raising your family, dude, I'm telling you, Satan will never stop. 
Yeah. He's after your kids. You're an anointed father. You're an anointed mother. If you're not the one interceding for your kids, he will come after them because of your anointing. They're after to attack the family. And look what's happening right now. That's why families end up in divorces so much. This is why you see the breakdown of the family. Why is it churches don't address adultery anymore or divorce? Why don't we address that anymore? Those are covenants made before God. Dude, when you commit, when you have sex before marriage, you create soul ties. Why aren't we talking about that? Yeah. That dude, people's minds go nuts when they break up with a boyfriend or a girlfriend that they've had sex with for two years. Why? Because you created something soulish. You're attached to them spiritually. Because that that act is not something that you just do. That is God given to a marriage covenant. So you're creating these soul ties and soulish things. That's a dangerous place to it is. It's dangerous, right? And then you bring them to church where they don't even preach about deliverance, sanctification, inner healing, all these things. And what are they doing? They're still trying to figure out if God loves them or not. They're still trying to figure out am I God's kid or not. You don't have to worry about that when you're sanctified and you're in him and you're healed. You're more worried about, Lord, thank you for saving me, man. I want those other kids that are getting abortions to get out of that. But see what happens when the family breaks down? They get destroyed. And you don't want that. Go with the next point. Sorry, I'm, I'm like, I'm on a roll. <laughs> I better stop because you got to talk too. I'm like, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm, I, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a. I'm just wondering. I got 15 minutes. I don't know how I'm going to do this. But all right. <laughs> Here we go. I feel bad too because I'm not trying to hear the heart of what we're saying. You, yeah. guys, you guys have heard us for a long time. We're not saying anything mean or negative. What we're saying is this is real and it is attacking the family right now. And this teaching has done its best to destroy. And the only reason was because we just didn't know. Yeah, I'm not mad about it. We just need to correct it. Go ahead. And and the big thing you got to remember. So I was looking through the Communist Party's uh, about page and and their program, uh, Communist Party USA. What you have to remember is different groups will have varying degrees of beliefs and what they're going after. I could not find anything about their real views on the family. Now you'll say, okay, so therefore it proves the communists aren't looking to dissolve the family. You could even look at the Soviet Union or China and say they haven't dissolved the nuclear family, so therefore what you're talking about just really isn't true. Mm -hmm. We have to go back to the philosophical underpinnings. And what I'm talking about is you're looking at a subconscious philosophy that's making its rounds in different areas that are taking and nitpicking at the family and pulling it apart piece by piece, thread yep, by thread. That's totally. why Massey was talking about the fathers and the mothers, two different agendas of pulling them apart and weakening them where they're at. But let's get back to the center philosophy yeah. and of this. Hear me out. I wasn't blaming women for that. No, no I'm no, not no. blaming women and, and, and all that stuff. They're going to they're going to lead if they don't see a leader. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a lot of women in ministry that are leaders because they don't see a leader. So they're taking it on. Praise God. I'm not speaking ill against that. You need to do that. I'm just saying how God designed a family is important. Yeah. You know, and he knew what he was talking about. So let's follow what he said. Yeah. So let's get into the history a little bit. You had two guys, Charles Fourier and Robert Owen. They actually preceded Marx and Engels. And they helped establish this baseline view of the family's role in communism. So during the 1830s and 1840s, you had Fourier, who his ideas really played a significant role in the socialist movement in France. He presented these ideas in a writing that he did, and I'm going to butcher this name, Orvais Complete. I don't speak French, whatever. 
Ovaries completees. Whoa! In, in Ovaries. English. So, uh, an essay by Richard Weichart states, Fourier advocated the replacement of monogamous marriage with a system allowing much greater latitude for sexual passions since Ooh. he believed that monogamy was an institution contrary to human nature. Wow. Was thus an impediment to human happiness. Monogamy will actually make you less happy, which we've actually proven through studies is completely opposite. He also proved that children be raised communally so society would be one big harmonious family. All of society, one big family, rather than fractured. Doesn't that sound beautiful? Doesn't it? That's how they get them. We're all one. We're just right? in harmony. We are one. As, as we literally disobey God, we're all in harmony. Precisely. Then fractured into competitive, squabbling family units. So Fourier and Owen, they determined the abolition of the family. It was vital to the mm. socialist mission. They believed small little enclaves would end up dissolving the family unit and replacing it with communism. Right? So these guys were hardcore into it. Even Owens believed that education was going to shape the future socialist. Dude. Education, <laughs> what we talked about last week. So they bring the children out of a supposedly irrational and deleterious influence of their parents. Their parents are irrational and deleterious. Have you noticed an attack that's starting to happen on homeschooling? Well, it's always been happening, but it's, it's starting to ramp up. Even a Harvard professor said it was child abuse to teach your children evangelical beliefs. Just saying. So get rid of the parents in influencing the children. That way you can establish socialism. So lest we think Owens and Fourier were one-offs in this world of communism— this is what Engels said. This, the communal care of children, removes the anxiety about the consequences, which today forms the most essential social, moral, as well as economic factor that hinders a girl from giving herself completely to the man she loves. Will that not be cause enough for the gradual advent of more free and easy sexual relations, and with it also a more tolerant public opinion concerning virginal honor and a woman's shame, a.k.a. let's get rid of those morals. Let's get rid of monogamy. Let's get rid of waiting until your marriage to have sex. Let's have free love and sex. Now, here's why that's so important to him, and we'll, we'll cover this a little bit later, but Engels believed, Engels and Marx believed, that the the family unit is actually unnatural. They believe the most natural is free love. What we saw in the 60s. Straight everybody up, having up, sex man. with everybody, no consequences, just free love. So you have to remember that. There's a lot of that going on, man. Yeah, and, and this is what I'm talking about of the ideas of Marx and Engels gets placed into the society and culture, and it starts to tear things apart. And feel free to jump no, in. No, go ahead. Time. Go ahead. I'm good. Um, I want you to get through this so you don't blame me for not going through fault. it because I just keep talking. <laughs> Marx and Engels. Stuff. So we talked about Owens and Fourier. They, they really kind of set the foundation of this whole thing. He, he really doesn't like me sometimes. I love him. Okay. He's really going to say yeah, this? Okay, yeah. Why am I here every week? Wow. It's just here myself talk. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Let's go. Come on. So it wasn't just Owens on the and horse. Fourier who viewed education as an important wedge. Marx and Engels actually covered this in the Communist Manifesto. Mm -hmm. They wanted to replace home education with social education using the word Erzeihung, which was not just sending children to public school, 
This was the definition of the word included complete training of the child, such as what a parent would normally train. So think about values, mores, disciplines, world outlook, right? Getting them away from all that. Dude. And training them completely. Did anyone just hear that? Think values, mores, discipline, world outlook. Isn't that the family and the church's job to, to, to do? <laughs> just teach me reading, writing, and arithmetic. Teach me reading, writing, and math. That's what you're good at. Don't talk to my kids about anything else. I got that. Nope. I'm their parent, right? And we've allowed schools to just become glorified parents. Now people pay. This sounds really bad. I'm not saying this is bad in the sense of uh, uh, necessity, because sometimes you need to, but parents actually pay to let the school keep them longer because of their work. What are they teaching the kids? Yeah. I'm just saying, it's like crazy, right? That what, What's happening right now. If you drop your kid off at 6.30 in the morning and you don't pick your kid up till 6 at night, how much are they actually learning from mm. you? Which, and, and I understand, I'm not, I'm not saying, look, it, it, if, yeah. if that's what your situation is, look, you have we, to do what you have to do. We're very, we're saying that just to alarm, or like to alert, not alarm, yeah. but alert people to think, you know, like, hey, is this worth it? Yeah. Is this really... There's no condemnation if you're in Christ. We're not doing that. What we're saying is just start thinking a little bit. Is this the right thing to do? Because we've had to think through it, yep. and God's convicted us about it. Yep. You know what I mean? You have to put value to each action and choice you make. A hundred percent. There's no what condemnation. Is, what is the consequence to this? And all we're saying is think about the value of it. So Marx and Engels, I want to I want to read this to you. Came out in force against quote. Bourgeoisie bourgeois. trap about the family and education, about the hallowed co-relation of parent and child, a.k.a. get rid of it. It's bourgeoisie. Marx and Engels, they were both shaped by the works of Lewis Morgan. Now, Lewis Morgan was a, a anthropologist hobbyist. He was actually a lawyer. He believed that humans were actually first sexually promiscuous. There was no family structure. That's what Morgan believed. Now, this, is, this view is actually been completely done away with. Um, they disposed of it. They, they have found that this view has no merit. But Marx and Engels ran with it. They believe that the first communities allowed complete sexual freedom between all members with no rules or restrictions on what or who. You like that goat over there? Do what you need to do. Engels... <laughs> sorry, he's crude. That was but, a little but much. That, but that really was the belief, was whatever you wanted to do, sexual freedom completely. Engels attempted to argue that the sexual freedom was, in fact, a natural state developed from the animal kingdom, which if you look at the animal kingdom, you have plenty of animals that are naturally monogamous. Okay? It's, it's not a given that free promiscuity is just natural. He later argued that sexual community was a building block upon which larger social groups and macroevolution of humans took place. So what I'm saying is he believed that the, the sexual relation between people was what you could build off of. Once again, we're getting back to this idea of sex is a lot more powerful than we give it credit yeah, for. Man. And when we hide and don't talk about it, when we don't talk about adultery and divorce and we don't talk about fornication, we don't talk about homosexuality, we don't talk about living with your boyfriend. Yeah, and we're not saying condemning preaching. We're no, saying we have we to bring to it up. The standards. Standards, thank you. Raising the standards, dude. Jesus did it. He didn't condemn people. But he did show them the standard. Yeah. He, he looked at the woman who was caught in adultery and he said, look, go and sin no more. Yeah, dude. Look at the woman who had five husbands. Yeah. He didn't say, jump down the well. I'm done yeah, with you. Yeah, you're done. It was, all re it was about repentance. We're not saying this to condemn. And I don't even know why I keep saying that. Because I hope someone understands. Like, when we're saying this, it's not to condemn. 
It's that the standard of God needs to be raised again in a nation. Mm -hmm. And other, I'm so proud of men and women who are willing to do it because there's people out there doing it. We just have our own sphere of influence. We've got to raise a standard in too, yeah. right? And if we can do this together, guys, and just watch God. And listen, it is the truth that sets men free. Not our words. It's the truth. It's, it's the truth. The gospel will set men free. That's all we need. Mm -hmm. And God's so gracious and good to allow us to do that. Amen. And and that's why we're drawing this contrast with Marxism versus the Christian Dude, for values. Real. Is you, you you start to see the spiritual <clears throat> tick of it, or or the the giving in of pleasurable desires, right? Mm. Sexual freedom, giving the pleasurable desires, the the abolishing of private property, envy, envy of those who have more of you, right? Marxism it, it feeds off of sinful desires, lustful desires, not just sexual lust, but lust in the sense of wanting and in, in wanting to take. Totally. Right? So Engels stated in the Communist Manifesto, the raising or Zeihung of children together in natural national institutions and at national expense from that moment on in which they can dispense with the first motherly care, a.k.a. as soon as we can get rid of the mother, let's get them into the national system. So after Marx died, Engels published The Origin of the Family, Private Property, and the State. He said, look, Marx wanted to write this book. It actually reflects his views. I'm actually not going to argue with that. I, they, were, <laughs> they were close enough and, and immersed enough in their philosophy that I, I actually believe that they were probably kind of one and the same in how they viewed things. 1895, this is a random tidbit about this book. 1895, Clara Zetkin, a leader of the socialist women's movement in Germany, praised this work as the most fundamental importance for the struggle for liberation of the entire female sex, a.k.a. the family, the natural nuclear family, is unnatural. The natural course is sexual promiscuity and freedom mm. from the family. She said that was fundamentally important for the struggle of liberation of the entire female, female sex. Yeah, Doesn't that sound familiar? Yeah, and wasn't Margaret Sanger part of the socialist movement? I like, believe so. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so look at the girls that, look, it's guys too that push them. So this isn't a, a one or the other. But those that go get abortions believe this. It's I'm free. Free from consequence. I, I don't want to struggle, so I'm going to go kill the, 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 the baby. And so these teachings have crept in, and here they are right now manifesting in front of us all the yeah. time, and our government pays for it with my money. And in the, what we're going to continue to remind you is it's not just vocalized as, this is a Marxist thought. You need to get rid of the family. Once again, it's going to be these small, subtle things that pull apart, and you have to see where it's coming from. So family and property. The idea was they believed property was a result of family. So Engels believed that the nuclear family, it only emerged with capitalism. It didn't happen before capitalism. Capitalism brought it in. He believed that traditional tribal societies were classless and practiced a form of primitive communism in which there was no private property. In such societies, property was collectively owned. The family structure reflected this. Um, gender equality clearly preceded capitalism. The vast majority of tribes in Africa and Asia, they're patriarchal, okay? Women are being barred from owning property in a lot of these tribal situations. They have no political power, and they have to do most of the child care and hard physical labor. And if you look at, at deep tribes, they haven't changed over the centuries. 
There's been no outside influence that has helped them change. Right. Yet they're still showing the family structure and they're showing property ownership. So the modern nuclear family functions to promote values that ensure the reproduction and maintenance of capitalism. That's really what Engels is saying. He's saying it's, it's an ideological apparatus. We said that earlier. It's, it's the means which which capitalism promotes itself. So therefore, you have to get rid of the means that promotes capitalism. So our old friend Gramsci, he went farther than Marx. He cultivated this theory of cultural hegemony, the idea of the different pillars. And I'm going to read this quote again. Socialism is precisely the religion that must overwhelm Christianity in the new order. Socialism will triumph by first capturing the culture via infiltration of schools, universities, churches, and the media by transforming the consciousness of the society. Is our society not having its consciousness mm. transformed? Um, so today, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip down to that. So I'm, I'm going to read something from Jacobin Magazine, which the Jacobins were really kind of a very early on socialist movement. And, and this magazine continues that thought process of the Jacobins. So just as the family values conservatism of the 70s and 80s worked hand in hand with neoliberalism to construct the Reagan area economic order, today's return to the values of white American identity, also a defense of traditional sexual norms, has again and again proven its willingness to assist in Dude. the entrenchment of unequal economic structures. Your family, your traditional sexual norms, your American identity, which of course they put the word white before. Of course. As if blacks and Mexicans do don't because have it family. puts it in a negative now. Uh -huh. You can just put the word white. It's like, whoa, holy smokes. You know what I mean? Throws up a, a white flag. Yeah. That's what's entrenching no unequal economic structures. Uh, in, in an article about a book called Family Values by Melinda Cooper, it said, on the one hand, she expresses clear admiration for those movements on the radical left that are thoroughly and authentically anti-normative. You were her heteronormative, right? The word normative. Though Cooper believes such movements have mostly remained marginal, even within the queer and feminist left, she sees in the unequivocal rejection of dominant conceptions of sex and sexuality the potential to break the cycle of capitalism's internal double movement. Cooper does not praise anti-normativity merely for its own sake, nor does she believe that issues of women's liberation, gender diversity, or personal identity ought to supersede questions of economics. That's what we're trying to point at. They're using these these parts, these pieces to take apart the economic system. Now, I'm not standing up for capitalism saying this is the sacred, yeah, the sacred greatest sect. thing that happened. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is they're tearing apart the structures and the traditions because they believe those structures and traditions are holding up the economic yes. system. Yes. Um, BLM's website, and, and I'm almost done, guys. BLM's website, we disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages. Listen to that. That collectively care for one another, especially our children, to the degree that, notice who's left out of this. Mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. Where's the fathers, y'all? Where's the fathers? Yo, even Barack Obama said we're missing fathers yeah. in the family. Yeah. He, he was did. the one he who preached recognized it. it. And he preached it the most. Yeah. Where's the fathers? They I ain't praising him. I'm just saying it's what he said. Yeah. They continue, we foster a queer-affirming network. When we gather, we do so with the intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking, 
or rather the belief that all in the world are heterosexual, unless she, he, or they disclose What does otherwise. that have anything to do with Black Lives Matter? Funny, isn't it? What does that have to do with BLM? Right? Here, <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm going to bring this to full circle here. Yep. I was reading a commentary from Martin Luther, it was like 1530s, about the Galatians. About He, he, he was writing piece by piece in Galatians. <clears throat> and he was talking about... Uh, uh, and all the brethren which are with me under the churches in Galatia. So he's talking about God who, who made me an apostle, uh, who, who, you know, and God the Father who raised him from the dead. All the brethren that are with me under the churches of Galatia. Listen to what he said here. Paul had preached to the, the gospel throughout Galatia, founding many churches, which after his departure were invaded by false apostles. Listen close. And the Anabaptists at our time imitate the false apostles. They do not go where the enemies of, gospel, of the gospel predominate. Listen to where they go. They go where Christians are. Because it's easy to bring in something false on the same line. They're not going to go where people aren't going to listen to them. They're going to go where they're being listened to. You know why? Because the Christians are like, yeah, come on in, brother. They don't know they're false yet. They haven't yeah. shown their teeth. Again, Satan's not showing up with horns and a pitchfork. He's going to come in as an angel of light, right? Listen to this. It says this. They go where the Christians are. Why do, why do they not invade the Catholic provinces and preach their doctrine to godless princes, bishops, doctors, and, uh, you know, to help God? These are soft martyrs that take no chances. They go where the gospel has a hold so that they might, they might not endanger their own lives. Mark's never lost anything. So he went to places that would receive him because it would cost him nothing. Mm -hmm. He just had to impregnate their minds with a false doctrine. And he did. And yeah. angles and all these guys. And it's this sudden progression. What he's saying here is they're soft martyrs and people follow them. Like they were some heroes. Margaret Sanger was, lived to a ripe old age. She went right to the world and preached to them. Yeah. Seriously. And and it it's easy to preach to somebody who especially doesn't hold Christian faith. It's easy to preach something they want. Think about that. Think about if, if I ears, yeah. if I come to you and you have no standards or mores that are deeply entrenched in you, aka Christianity. You're, you're a non-believer, you're going with the world, and I come to you and say, you're actually going to be more happy if you have more sex with more people. Are you going to say, well, that's not true because traditional marriage, or are you going to say, you know, maybe you have a point. Now, you think, well, that wouldn't happen. What are we watching right here? How easily is it to subvert worldly thinking and twist it? Look at Eve. Look at Eve in the garden. The serpent came to her and said, doesn't it look good to eat? Straight up, dude. He, You're not really going to die. He just knows you'll become more like him. And because she was under the delusion of a good argument, right? A, a conniving argument. Uh, she followed. Truth with poison, yeah. Yeah. And Adam who should have been in charge in that whole situation, should have said, uh-uh, no uh But no, here, hey, give me some. That's why, dude, I've, I heard it growing up. It was the woman that fell. No, no. Dude, the man did. He was the, the one. The who... man did. You know what I mean? So it's like it, this is where it becomes, I think this is why he always says, be sober, be vigilant. Mm -hmm. Always be watchful. Be on guard. Make sure you're watching. You know, the glory of the Lord will be in front and your rear guard. All those things. You know why? Because spiritually... There's always an attack on you. There's always a subtle argument. Always, man. And it's always going to try to demoralize you. It's going to try to take away the truth from you. It's going to try to destroy your identity in Christ. It's going to try to, I mean, everything it can to make sure that you're not on the right track. 
And then we get caught up in these little things that don't matter. And that's what's been happening for so long, yeah. right? That don't profit the body. They end up profiting yourself. Ooh. Truth. Ooh. Yeah. It profits you, not the body. And that's, that's a false doctrine. We can't do that. The gifts were given to profit the body, not yourself. And the moment we can turn that switch on, it'll change the church. Seriously. And, and when the church actually starts putting up its guard and defending against these lies, the church will become more powerful because it, it's trying to seed itself in the church to yep. where the church says, well, eh, maybe you're right on that. I, I don't know that that's exactly what the Bible said. Yeah, totally. You notice that? Totally. You notice that's the argument now is, did the Bible really say to only have sexual relations with your wife? <laughs> is it really only between one man and but one woman? But did he say but that? But did he yeah. actually say that? Do you notice that's the argument now? All the time. And it's trying we to We don't really know that. that. We we, don't, yeah, we didn't interpret that right. So I want to I want to nail this to the wall, and then we can end. Yeah. I, and I, I need to nail this to the wall because it, it's been it an had hour. actually shaken up a it's couple been of people hour. that I know. Somebody posted on Facebook at one point, and it shook up a couple of people. It said, the word homosexuality used in Paul's argument and saying these will not inherit the kingdom, that's actually talking about pederasty. That's what the original Greek word was. So it's actually just man trying to have sexual relations with a boy. It's not actually talking about homosexuality. Let me nail that to the wall. The word may have included Greek pederasty, the, the, the example. Go back to Romans 1. Read the whole chapter, because if you notice what Romans 1 says, and it never uses the word homosexuality, but it says they gave up their natural, their affection. natural affections for unnatural desires. Men burned in passion for other for men. men yeah. Women were burning for passion for other women. If you notice in Romans 1, it talks about that relationship. It just doesn't use the word homosexuality in it. So don't buy these lies that are put in to seed doubt. People are going to try to seed doubt in you about what the Bible actually says. Your spirit knows. You are convicted on what is true. Truth. It's just a matter of whether or not you're going yep. you're gonna to actually accept yep. the truth. And the only reason you can get stumped and have doubt is because you don't know. You don't know. And you have to educate yourself. I mean, le legit, you have to study. Don't let someone... Here, I'm going to say this. Don't let someone do the studying for you. Thank you. You have to study for yourself because once you know it, nothing can shake you from it. And I used to... Uh, I'm not even going to go there. Yeah. But what's real and what's right is when you know it, nothing can take it from you. No one can take it from you. And you can stand with a clean conscience. It's not, I heard my pastor say, or I heard my buddy say... No, God told me as I studied, this is what it is. So guys, we want to thank you again for tuning in to Self-Evident Podcast. We love doing these. Uh, forgive me, I didn't do one Thursday night. I'll do one next week. I forgot again. Uh, we're supposed to be doing two a week, and I Can forgot. Can you guys start reminding him? Please, someone, night, start, come on. Start spamming him. I'm a man. I can err. Don't I forget earned. Thursday. Right. Thursdays are important, too, and I'm so sorry. I'll get back on those. Uh, forgive me, because there's a lot of things to talk about, and I just so it, it's... 
there's really no excuse. I could say I'm busy, but we're all busy in some way, shape, or form. So we are so thankful that you're tuning into Self-Evident Podcast. Guys, listen, go on to 1776truth.store. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> you see this? Lots of coffee. I'm excited, man. 1776truth.store. You guys can see all of our new product, guys. We got a new shirt coming out Tuesday. Whoo, man, I don't even know if you have the graphic for it. Of course you don't. But it says, I have a pre-existing Somebody condition, and there's a little box, me. and you check it, and it says Liberty. And so that's our new shirt coming out. We got a couple new designs as well. Um, our hats are changing. We're going to keep this. On the back, it's going to have our, our new podcast logo. So there's a lot of things happening. Um, we're working on a new curriculum called Church Liberated right now for pastors that really want to know what they can preach from the pulpit. Uh, most people don't realize that you have the authority to preach the Word of God without government interference. And so we, we're going through all that. There's just new stuff coming. We're really excited. Go on to theselfevidenttruth.com. Uh, we have a new site coming as well. It's gonna be, there's a lot of change happening. By the way, if you guys are live right now, how many of you guys would like us to do an online conference? I've been thinking about this. Like, hey, what, what if I was able to preach some of this stuff on an online conference that you guys would be a part of? Let me know. Comment down below. Uh, do some shares, things like that. Let me know if you guys want that to happen. But we love you guys so much. Thank you again for tuning in. We will see you guys next Thursday. I promise I will do the podcast next Thursday and Saturday at 7 o'clock. So God bless you guys. We love you. We'll see you soon. All right. Love you guys.